0: here we go it's the hotbox podcast dj E Rock in the building my brother box kev well i mean we're not really in the building
1: we're we're in a we're in a building
0: i mean you're in your building and i'm in my building building, so i mean like we're not in the building you know what i mean
1: we're not in the building but this is what this was great about technology today is that (laughs) as long as you got an internet connection and a webcam you got a podcast
0: yo you're a well-traveled man these days brother like yo I, I i i can't keep up with you we're doing this podcast obviously from the comfort of our own homes because of the fact that obviously i've been a lot of places i've got some things going on you've got a lot of things going on you were actually working remote in mexico like you know i mean
1: my boss because, my boss doesn't know that my boss doesn't know that okay <laughs> i was getting in all right but i was like legit working though like i didn't I mean, I got there last week. Um, I took the day off to obviously travel and get on the plane. But like all day Thursday, all day Friday, like I was I was working. I wasn't out chilling. I mean, I went out like at nighttime or whatever. And then which was cool, got to like legit enjoy the weekend while I was out there because I didn't have to worry about work. But then Monday rolled around and I was right back at it working on Monday. Um and then I left Tuesday. But yeah, it was dope, man. I had a good time. Um, obviously COVID and all that. I, I've been going down to Mexico for Man, a uh, uh, many many years. My cousin, um, her in laws own a property down uh, near Puerto Vallarta. So we've been going down there for years for her mother in laws' um, birthday. The whole family kind of comes down for for the for her birthday, and then it kind of rolls into the the fiestas the town um, that their family is from. is about four hours away from Puerto Vallarta, like in the mountains, rural rural Mexico. No way! So, so you we,
0: land, and then you have another
1: four hour drive. So when, when yeah, when I do that trip, that's how it normally goes. So normally how it normally goes is we fly into Puerto Varta, We'll spend like three, four days there. Then from there, we'll drive to the town, which, like I said, is in the middle of nowhere. It is like rural, rural ranch style, Mexico, no internet. Um, it, it's just out in the middle of nowhere, but it, it's dope. It's a, it's a completely different experience, but, you know, I love it all the same, but I just couldn't go off the grid. It's dope, man. Like we go. We go, we, we, well, like I said, before COVID, we used to go many times a year. Um, But in December, we would go for my cousin's father in law's birthday. And he always did his birthday party at the ranch. They have a ranch out there. And we would be out there legit, like milking cows, branding bulls, like doing the whole real, like Yellowstone type shit. So, um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to go. (laughs) man no 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 you 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 know you just wear like your cowboy ranch gear which is like a you know a a flannel or like a wrangler you know shirt but i got the hat on i got the boots i'm i'm full-blown cowboy kev when i'm out there but um yeah i didn't get a chance to go this year because i just had to work uh i got a lot of stuff going on at work right now so i went down there for about you know probably like a week or so got to enjoy the time um stayed at the house down there for a few days and then spent the last couple days at a hotel just because i wanted to kind of decompress before coming back to uh coming back to the states but here i am back in america on american soil can't say how long i'm gonna be here i mean i never know where i'm gonna go next Uh,
0: no i mean that's exactly why we got to do this podcast pretty much remotely because we can't keep up with you you travel more than i do now which is I mean, it's which is crazy, lot. and it's and that's facts. Like yo, like I probably hop on an airplane. I'd say probably I don't know, fucking maybe like twice, uh, twice a month now. I used to do like okay. probably like six airplanes a week back in the day. Oh, no, he yeah, was out. I was out now. Probably like every two weeks. Like I'm on an airplane now. But you, man,
1: it's been a lot. Well, it's just honestly, it's, it's been well traveling. It's just been. It's just been um, I, I knew I had a lot going on. In like May, June, July. It actually kind of dies down for me a little bit in August. Um, I really don't have a whole lot going on in August. Um, but then football season's right around the corner. So I'm trying to hit as many away 49er games mm-hmm. as possible. Gonna hit uh, week one in Chicago. So all my Niner fans, they're gonna roll out to Chicago. So yo, check this out E Rock. The yeah. Giants are playing the Cubs in Chicago that weekend. And the same weekend, the Niners are playing the Bears for week one. So I got my Niners – I'm sorry, I got my Giants-Cubs tickets for Saturday, got my Niners-Bear tickets for Sunday. So that's going to be popping. So all the Niner fans, if you guys are going to be out in Chicago – Hit me up let's link let's get some pizza let's get some portillos the chocolate cake shake if y'all don't know about that uh, i'm just going out there to eat really the, the the 49ers and the giants is just an excuse for me to go out there and have deep dish pizza hot dogs i think chocolate i need to shakes. get booked
0: at town, chicago that weekend and oh, just like you know, put the icing on the cake I, you know i think that's going to be the yes. next phone call that i make after like you know we're done with this podcast tonight so you know bro if i can make do that it happen, that would you be you got to do it yeah, that would be fucking incredible.
1: Do they uh do they do Sunday nights out there? Do they do like Sunday nights? I don't Colorado?
0: do Sundays, but I usually play Saturdays, so I would probably okay. like fly in on Saturday, and then I'll I'll play Saturday night. Granted, I'll play until like three thirty in the morning because I always get smacked there. Yes, um, you do. Yeah. Oh man, Chicago is like one of my favorite cities to, like to play in. It's the it's probably the funnest city for me to actually DJ in. Chicago is a dope anywhere. city,
1: period. Yeah, for sure. Incredible. The culture there, the nightlife there. Oh, my God. It's oh, amazing. Bro, you got you to start working on that. You got to start working on that. Uh, no, I think I, it's I'm literally like the weekend of like right September. Now. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. Let me look at the calendar. The game itself is on September 11th. So Saturday, September 10th, we need the DJ E-Rock at Tao in Chicago so I can go party, eat food, and go to the games. All right, no Make pressure, No rock No pressure, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, no, no pr- and then if you can work on a gig for the uh, Mexico City game, I'm going to be down there for that, too. So you know what? We tried. <laughs> we I don't... Inter- international e
0: Yeah, I-, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, they said that they might have, like, some, like, level of activation down there. Like, this is talking to the 49ers. But, right. um, yeah, like... You know, a lot of us try to finagle like you know a free ticket and like you know our way right. down there. But yeah, I don't think it's going to happen though. They uh, they said mm, maybe, but if we do, I don't know if we need a DJ. I'm like, well, I'll do it for free.
1: You know, right? And, hey, I'll do it for a ticket. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, That's, bro. Know? I've been lit- I've been literally looking forward to this game for like ten years. I think it was ten years or longer since the last game, since the last NFL game was played in Mexico City, and it was Niners Cardinals, and I didn't get a chance to go to that one. And I've been saying for, like, the last five years when the rumblings about the NFL going back down to Mexico City because, you know, they've been doing all the games in London. They're expanding into mm-hmm. Germany this year. I was like, yo, if they ever go – if the Niners specifically ever get back to Mexico City, I don't care what the hell's going on in my life, I'm going. And literally, the second the tweet went out with the date, I jumped online, I booked my flight, I booked my hotel. I was like, I'm fucking going. Were so, um, you bringing but, yeah. your
0: Cowboy Kev
1: uh, outfit? or uh- Nah, because Mexico City <laughs> – <laughs> Mexico City's like it's like the New York City of Mexico. Okay, okay. So it, it's I've like been big like once living out there. Yeah, I've been
0: like once. Like you know, I think like like me and my parents. Like when we used to do like you know family vacations, I went like one time, but I never left the hotel. I never did. So, and plus at the same time, I was like probably like twelve years old at the time.
1: you know? Yeah, twelve years old, in Mexico City. That's a little overwhelming. But yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an amazing time. So again, any I know a lot of Niner fans are planning on making the trip down there. So any Niner fans that are going out to Mexico City, hit me up. Let's connect. Let's let's uh, let's take over a bar and you know make it into a Niner bar on on uh, I think Sunday because I think mm-hmm. that game's the first on round Monday night. 9- on you, bro first rounds on me you know if you hit me up and, and we go out there first rounds on me 100 the good thing is it's, it's mexico so drinks are a lot cheaper out there so i can i can handle that one <laughs> um,
0: it's um, like yo do you know what they call tequila out there water come on right, man <laughs> right
1: that's, it's water it's beverage. everywhere that's it just let me have a drink tequila there you go um, oh, but yeah man I- i'm looking forward to getting out there and traveling and hitting some 49er away games because honestly that's one of my favorite things about traveling is is tying it to something sports related and having an excuse used to go out there um like i went to indianapolis one year actually by myself um because i wanted to go to the niners cardinals or sorry that niners colts game and it was indianapolis none of my friends wanted to go at the time i was like fuck it i'm gonna roll out there by myself i went out there had a fucking amazing time um and it's just dope for people that like to travel and if you can kind of schedule it around sporting events, it's just a ex- good excuse to go. And it gives you something to do already when you're out there. You don't got to worry about, you know, planning a whole like yeah. itinerary or whatever. You're like, cool, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go find some food. That's I the might whole go day up there, a-
0: right there. That, that right. takes up all the space on the itinerary for yeah. an entire day. You know? So. Yeah.
1: And it, and it was dope. So, I mean, like I said, anybody who uh, who's going to be out there, Chicago, Mexico City, I'm still trying to think if uh, there's a couple other spots that I want to maybe try to hit up this year too, like Atlanta. I know the Niners playing Atlanta. I would love to go out there for that game. So um, but yeah, I, I got a little bit of a break from travel to tie it all back in. So August, uh, I'll be chilling for the most part. And then, like I said, September 1st weekend, uh, Niner Chicago will be out there. E-Rock's DJing at Tao. Hit him up right now. I'll put you on the guest We're
0: going to put that in the universe right now. Right now. So, yo, Colin Comer. I'm actually going to clip this, man. I'm I'm going to make a real TikTok out of it. Shout out to Tao, man. Shout out to Tao in Chicago. Yes. Shout out Tao Chicago, Colin Comer, Adam Gantwanter. I need to play there September 10th. Let's put it in the universe right now.
1: Right September now. 10th. Okay. Let's book it. Let's book it, people. Let's go, man. Niner takeover <laughs> in Chicago.
0: Well, you know, you mentioned how things are are slowing down for you work wise in regards to your travel schedule. Obviously, like, you know, I took a, you know, I, I wouldn't say I took a break from traveling because it's not like, you know, the amount of gigs that I have as like, you know, like went or the number of gigs that I'm doing as like went down. But, you know, moving yeah, to Vegas right. has obviously given me a lot of time. Like I'm not traveling as much because like, yo, know, 90% of my gigs are here like you know right. on the strip but um I, I don't know did did i mention to you that uh, i'm going to have actually probably a lot more time this summer or even going probably into the winter i don't even know what i'm going to do but um uh, yeah I, I got laid off from my uh my day gig no
1: damn, corporate, corporate corporate E-rock corporate e rock got, 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 got laid go? off damn yeah,
0: yeah but but it wasn't sour you know um uh, for those that are watching and listening you know i used to work for a company called zen uh zen is owned by uh by amazon and zappos um they're actually headquartered here in the city of las vegas part of the reason why i actually moved here too you know because i figured that like hey like you know when things start slowing down and like you know i want to kind of like you know take a back seat from like traveling like yo i got this little corporate gig down the street in downtown las vegas that i could probably double down on but you know just like a lot of other companies like you know do the pandemic um they decided. They decided to uh, to downsize, and uh, I was a part of that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to call it. Like you know, what I mean, corporate restructuring. That's what they always yeah, restructuring. Uh, corporate restructuring. Yeah, yeah. I'm a victim of corporate restructuring. Um, but you know what though? There's no love lost. You're a free agent.
1: You're a free agent. I am That's a free agent.
0: One. Definitely a free agent. No love lost. You know. I mean, you know, Zen gave me a platform to do a lot of great things. I mean, I you know, as, as a marketing exec, or actually it was my first time actually being a marketing exec, you know, or looked upon like, you know, to be worthy of that role. Like, you know, I was able to do like, you know, big partnerships with like Rolling Loud, um, you know, various radio stations, like huge partnerships with iHeart and yeah. I had like a brand ambassador program that was through the roof. Like, you know, we were doing collabs left and right with, uh, you know with people and this is all pre-pandemic like you know I remember being a part of the whole entire Murakami thing you remember those those sweatshirts that said like Chicago or Los mm-hmm. Angeles and stuff like that that was all like you know was dang. Yeah. that was all us complex con like the gift shop all that stuff and all the merch like we were the, we were the people behind that you know so it gave me a huge platform um i'm not mad at, at, at the uh, at the situation you know it stings a little bit because you know i was there since day 1 but, right. um, you know, I think moving forward, though, considering, like, everything that I got to, like, get done with this company, like, you know, I think I want things to be a little bit more on my terms. And, yeah. And it, it, but I, I don't think if it's, I don't think it's a thing of money. I think it's just a thing of, like, you know, time. Like, now I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, literally, I got laid off last Wednesday, bro. I've been waking up at 1230 every single day for the last like, week, week and a half. As you should. <laughs> I, I don't know how it feels, you know, to not have to wake up or I can't go out like on a Monday or a Wednesday or something like that because I had calls on like, you know, Tuesdays hey, at like 8 a.m.
1: That never really well, stops you, scared. <laughs> but
0: no, I mean, when I go out, you know, I like to go out and have a good time
1: you know You'd be mean? out regardless. Fucking seven AM conference right. call, your ass is still I'm out the night. <laughs> I'm turning
0: down drinks. I'm like, you know, telling people like, yo, I can't go to the strip club after. Yo, I can't I can't go eat after it. Hey, I gotta leave by one. You know? Like all that is like out the door, at least for now. It's not gonna be forever, but for now, but right. you know, I'm kind of enjoying my life, you know. I'm going out. I mean you see my Instagram, I'm I've been out damn near like probably like if if I've been laid off for about seven days, I've probably been out about six. You be
1: you be outside. <laughs> you have been outside, and it's hot as fuck outside too, man. You are. Oh my power.
0: god, yo, it's 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 baking out here. But it's the summer. It's like I don't think I know what a free summer is.
1: Yeah, well, you still don't. I mean, you're still gonna be busy, so that's good. But like, you're that's the beauty busy. of free agency, though. You know what I mean? Like, you're a free agent. You get to you got you get to reset the market. You know how they, the sports terminology? You get to reset the market. You know whatever your salary was before you were working there for X amount of time. Now you get to give yourself an increase. And and I, you know I work in tech in Silicon Valley. Um, you know, it's AKA well. Rich. <laughs> it's 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 well known that in. Tech At box kev on Instagram. Check out the pool. <laughs> My yeah. lord. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's just a dough boy, you know. Blow up little blow up thing. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, no. It, it, in in tech it's a known thing where literally people in tech will literally move around and change jobs like every 12 to 18 to 24 months, because every time you move up and that every time you get, go to a new company, you get that opportunity to, to renegotiate your salary and get a pay increase. Um, it's not like the standard um, pay raises that you might see, you know, working at, you know, any other company where you, you know, you might get the cost of living uh, raise or whatever, but um, you, you have an opportunity to completely reset the market and, and that's, that's dope for you. You know what I mean? Like you, you yeah. your resume is that much more, uh, vast and has that much more, more, uh, credibility to it, uh, that much more experience. So now you take that with the salary that you were given and you go on to the next company but be like, I need 30% more or 20% more. You know what I mean? And if you need me to help you negotiate, let me know I'm a master at it. So kind of you're
0: going to be my agent when it comes down to my next, uh, my next corporate gig or my next I, consulting gig. How about that Kev?
1: Trust me bro, I got you man. So many so many I've hooked up so many of the homies with uh emails and and cover letters on how to negotiate their salary. So let's get you paid man. Let's get you paid.
0: I mean, you know, I could just sit here and and just DJ. I'm still on the radio, you know, the that's a full-time thing. I right. mean, I was probably like I was like a Jamaican, bro. I had like five jobs, you know what I mean? I had Zen, I had Zappos, I had Rookie, I had you know, iHeart, I had uh, you know, I still have like, you know, DJ stuff, like all these things are still there. I mean, I could kind of like chill and just kind of like live off of that. I mean, even being on Twitch, like I could probably like, you know, even make a good living doing that, but I already know what's going to happen. I'm going to go through the motions for a little bit. I'm going to realize that like, hey, I don't have to do this like how I used to. I don't have to wake up in the morning or I can kind of live and write my own ticket for a little bit, but I know I'm going to get bored. I know I'm going to be like, all right, I need to do something more. I I need to take on more. Like for some reason, I think it's like, it's a weird thing. I don't know if it's a complex, but like, unless I'm like super stressed out and busy, I feel like I'm not doing anything.
1: Is that weird? No, I know. No, not at all. Because you know, that's, especially in radio like you know i mean that's how we came up like we we came up as interns as kids who were basically no not basically were literally working for free and the only way that you got recognition is you had to out hustle everybody else there might have been 30 interns that were brought in for the summer they might have kept a small handful maybe three four of them and if you wanted to be one of those people you literally had to outwork and outgrind everybody i mean you know i know we were putting in 70 80 hours a week at the radio station for free now granted all of that has changed now in california specifically where even interns have to actually get paid back then we were doing it for for college credits or i remember
0: begging for a paycheck on like hey i've been here for like three years i mean i wash the vans every week like yo can i get paid and they're like "Nope. "Ah, well we'll we'll, we'll wait till next year i'm like come on yeah Yeah. and honestly like hard one time she denied me like three, three, three times. Like, you had to get a paycheck.
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> She's going to text I, me when she sees this episode, too. I, I know. I've been, I've been there. You know what I mean? I've been there. And the the, fu- the the fucked up thing was, and we didn't realize it at the time, when you finally did get paid, which was, you know, intern to essentially like van driver, which meant that you were the one who actually drove the vehicle with now interns in your vehicle you were paid the minimum wage and we're talking minimum wage 15, <laughs> 20 years ago. You know what I mean? And oh you were happy. God. You were happy to get that because it just, it, it, it wasn't about the paycheck. It wasn't about, you the, know what the it dollars. was really about, bro. It was just proving that you made it in the status that kind of came with it as like, yo, I'm a paid employee. Like
0: not only that, it was about the key card. Well, you got, Remember we got, we got when you first had the intern. key card, oh, well, yo, yo, at we- wild, when I left and went to wild, I remember people or, or people that I worked with and they were interns and whatnot. Like, you know, I felt, I feel like, you know, like the timeline was different. Like I came, you yeah, I felt like you can get paid a little bit quicker when you, when I went to wild, I realized that like, you know, the intern timeline was a little bit different. Like you worked for X amount of hours for X amount of years for free. Then you got the mm-hmm. key card, you got the access. I remember people used to be rejoicing like in those hallways go, Oh my God, I got a key card. I'm like, yeah, well, I a I paycheck. Right.
1: Nah, that's not, nah, no paycheck, but I got a key card. Nah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think when you started out as an intern, you didn't get a key card because you always had to like call like the van driver the lead when can you can got let to me the up? building. You're right. Yeah. Can you let me up? No, you're right. Cause yeah. Cause the key cards also had access to like where the studios were at. And you know, as you know, it was super frowned upon for interns to ever go into the studio yeah. Um, and, you know, unless you have like a specific reason that was told to you by, you know, the boss that you could go in there, but um, yeah, it, it what was, was our
0: it, reason back in the day at KML. It was playing dominoes with Vaughn.
1: With Vaughn, yeah, Vaughn, Vaughn's Vaughn's the fucking troublemaker. Obviously, he's the one who he's the one who breaks the rules and 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 gets uh and gets everybody in there, and you know. Thank God he did. Cause you know, I mean, I built yeah, a, an amazing relationship with Vaughn and, you know, obviously he is still to this day, one of my best friends. Um, and he was a mentor to me throughout my whole radio career. And I would have never got where I did without him and, you know, being around him and just soaking up game and watching him interview fucking every single celebrity you can imagine and seeing, yeah. you know, his rapport with people and, and whatnot. Like I was like, man, this this dude's got to figure it out. So you know, we shout out Vaughn a lot, but we're going to get him on the podcast man, one of these days. We have he's to get going- him on the podcast. Like, I feel he's like- going to be out here in a few weeks. I- I've been busting his balls. He yo, he's been here. saying that forever, though, man. Like He said he was going to come once my pool's ready. So I was like, all right, my Are pool's, pool's ready, ready now. My pool's finally done. So I was like, get your punk ass out here. So he's he's actually coming in a couple weeks.
0: Vaughn, if you're watching the podcast, yo. We- he's not. How about he's this? Not. Your first... <laughs> <laughs> He's probably not. But He's a hater. Tell him, hey, they know that Vaughn's a hater, but I love. Yard anyway. long, your first yard long drink that you like to like drink oh, on God. the to walk up and down like it's on me, it's on me. So you know what's crazy. Take way out of here? Like, Let's go.
1: You know what's crazy? though like you know Vaughn, as you know, Vaughn didn't start drinking until a very late age in life. He didn't start oh, I drinking remember. until he was like in I his very twenties. And, you know, then we went through then we went through what I like to call uh the hyphy years where, you know, we was drinking we was drinking five, six, seven nights a week in some instances for years. Yeah. Um but yo, Vaughn doesn't really—he doesn't really drink like that anymore. He's not a big—he's not a big drinker. Like he'll—he'll he'll go out and uh, we'll go out to—we'll go out to dinner. I, I can't say I've been out to a club with him, and I can't even tell you how long. But you know, we'll go out to dinner and stuff like that, and you know, we used to order drinks and that. He—he he isn't really big. He's not a really big drinker. Him. So you know, he's—he's—he's he's, he's respecting that he's no longer. Um, you know, it's Peter Pan. Yeah, even though he's he's that's his goal in life was to be Peter Pan and live forever. But um,
0: bro, he used know. to tell me that forever. I'm like, bro, how do you do it, man? I'm Peter Pan. Still says it. He's not
1: though. Still says he's not. It? <laughs> no, he's not. Come on. No, he's he's not. He's not. But uh, you know, oh, like well I said, he, he, <laughs> yeah. We'll get we'll we'll get we'll get him out, we'll get him out to Vegas, we'll get a couple drinks in them and we'll see the old uh, big von come back out. Trust me. I love that. Yo, to be
0: honest, man, like even the air personality that I am today, or even how I MC on the mic when I play like, you know, at clubs like Tao and Marquee and Light, like here here in Vegas, like you know, one of my big things or one of my added values when I came into the city was being on the mic. Yeah, not a lot of, of DJs guys. do that. No, yeah. for for years. Yeah. Like, DJs did not get on the mic out here for a long time. But then I remember I started emceeing at a young age. I remember, like, I started emceeing, like, next to Vaughn Vaughn, and I used to go to city nights all the time. Back in the day, hanging from the fence. Remember the DJ booth that had the fence? What's uh, my We would be right there, just literally hanging like from the rafters, right? Literally. Um, but I remember grabbing the mic from him because uh, uh, I don't know. He had to talk to somebody, whatever. You know, like someone said hi to him. Say, yo, hold this. And I got on the mic, and then he looks at me. He's like, yo, that's how you MC. I was like, yeah. Am I doing it wrong? He's like, bro, you got to pull it out of them. You got to. It's almost like you got to punk them. I'll never forget that 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 talk. And then literally, like the next week, I think I played like City Nights on like Wednesdays or something like that. I took that advice and I took he with it. And I literally just started getting on the on the fucking microphone like I was punking people. Yeah. Sure enough. Like, yo, you tell someone to put, hey man, put your hands up. No one's gonna put your hands up. You you know, you get on like, yo, everybody in the building, put your damn well fucking hands up, da da, da da. Like like you sticking up the place. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Right. Obviously, I got better at it and I took it here to Vegas, but, yo, like, you know, I really, you know, I want to give Vaughn his flowers, you know, because like, if it wasn't for that very moment where he literally put me in my place and was like, yo, man, like, you can't be on the microphone like that. This is how you do it. And he, I swear to God, step by step, he even pulled it back and it was like, yo, this is how you do it. And then later on down the night, I did it. And I was like, okay, shit. Then I started, like, you know, Doing it on my own, twenty some odd years later, here we are. You know, here we so, are, man. Shout out to Big Vaughn, man. I want to give my brother his flowers. Our brother, he's my old roommate too, which is which, which was funny for a little bit. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> I've heard stories. <laughs> <laughs> i've heard stories but yeah well maybe we'll talk about those maybe we won't but uh um, we're gonna have him on the podcast real soon like i said he's gonna be out here in a couple weeks so um you know hopefully we can get him in, in studio and we'll do the whole you know the whole shebang so yeah we'll, we'll definitely get to that
0: indeed indeed um we got a big guest today chance the rapper chicago zone mm-hmm. man yo amazing conversation that dude is very not only is he intelligent He's one of the most genuine souls that you will talk to in hip
1: hop ever, ever. He, he seems like it. He seems like a very, you know, level set kind of, you know, head on straight kind of guy. Oh, yeah. You know, and
0: the conversation that we had, it was freaking incredible. Like, I, 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 I will say this, like out of all the interviews I've done in the last two and a half years, this was probably top three. So, um, without further ado let's get to it. You know what it is it's the hot box podcast e rock box kev chance the rapper right here and I got a very, very special guest man and you know what's crazy is that like you know I feel like you know that 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 not only being a fan that I kind of already know you, but we've met a couple times, you know, I also yeah. frequent like a lot of like, you know, the nightlife scene in Chicago every now and then yeah. shout out to town Chicago. One time Colin Comer, who I know is watching this interview right now, <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't get more Chicago than this. Well, I mean, you got the 96 bulls, but you got chance the rapper yeah, on the hey. show tonight. Hey.
2: Chance, what's popping, man?
0: It's good to see you right now, man. Hey,
2: I I appreciate you saying from time to time you see me at the club because I (laughs) do be at the club very often. But, yeah, sometimes Chicago Nightlife brings us together. It's good to see you.
0: I mean, yo, Chicago Nightlife is popping. To be honest, it's my favorite city to play in.
2: Like, I love Chicago Nightlife. I would agree with that. It gets very crazy, very wild.
0: Yeah, it definitely gets very wild, you know, but the food is amazing out there. Um, I mean, the culture is just like – you know, it's through the roof, man. I love Chicago. I mean, I I, would, I wouldn't I would say Chicago is, like, my second home, but it's definitely, like, you know, a good third or fourth just because, like, you know, I'm from the Bay Area. You know, uh, yeah. I spent a lot of time in L.A. And now I'm here in Las Vegas. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but yeah. Chicago, definitely top five city that if you have not visited and if you've not spent any okay, time you gotta there, come. you got to go. You got to go, especially with Lollapalooza weekend coming up. I mean, that's – yeah. That's like, I mean, that's a big weekend. I mean, yo, are you ready for that or?
2: Yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be cracking. The summer, Chicago has a lot of crazy events during the summer. They finna do a, they call it the Taste, the Taste of Chicago next weekend. That's always been a big deal. Like they have like over a thousand different restaurants with booths come through and like they do fireworks and all types of crazy stuff. So it's like, yeah, I, I would say for me, even though I have traveled to a lot of places, it's definitely the best city to me to like, do stuff in and have
0: fun (laughs) hey I agree with you man I agree with you wholeheartedly um yo obviously we're big supporters of your music uh Child of God (laughs) which was a single that you recently had put out we'll talk about the new single in a few Uh, minutes but Child of God tell me about that record and how that came together
2: yeah Child of God is probably one of my best records that I made it's very uh personal record about perseverance about confidence about process of creating and uh and it kind of like launched this whole, you know, uh movement towards like higher, more elevated art from me and mm-hmm. working with visual artists like painters and sculptors and stuff to help create like a physical, tangible part of my song. So I actually made the song uh with my homie Moses Sumney, who's a vocalist, but also with this chick, uh with this with this amazing artist named Nyla Obianga, um, mm. who's from Gabon, Central Africa. And I met her on a trip to Ghana in Africa and I met her at at her paint studio and was just so moved by her pieces that it kind of like made me say, hey, you should do, you know, uh, I don't even want to call it cover art. You should do an art piece that represents my song and we can use it to as like a physical piece, almost like a, I don't even know, not not memorabilia, but like a, a way to really tie it in. So I flew her to Chicago about a week after I got back from Ghana. And I had this record, like you said, Child of God, that was so much about process that I asked her if I could film her uh, making this piece that I wanted her to make for the song. And I ended up becoming the the music video and kind of made a tie-in of all these different pieces of art from the music to the painting to the filmography. You know, I, I do video. I directed and um, did the director of photography for that video and a lot of my other videos now. But uh, But yeah, it's like, We basically just had a series of conversations. That's what I've been doing with a lot of visual artists lately, um, where we just talked about a a multitude of different things. And the one that we stuck on for the longest was process. And how do you get yourself as a creative to fully see through and execute, making a new creation? And yeah, like I said, it's probably one of my favorite pieces. Thank you for playing that joint so much. Of course, man. Yeah, we did that. You know, I mean,
0: I mean, we're a two-hour show, but, hey, we would play it, like, two, three times a night. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? But a lot of that is just, like, you know, I feel like, you know, me, you know, being a Chance the Rapper fan, I mean, that, that's an automatic thing. And it, 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 was a, it was a a breath of fresh air, you know, to hear a record Thank like you. that as a DJ and be able to play a record like that and be able to have that message, like, you know, resonate for people that that, that were listening to the show. You know, I think that's very important these days, you know? No, yeah. No, Any more I'm of that. Doing.
2: I'm trying to be a disruptor. I mean, I am a disruptor. And like, my music doesn't necessarily sound like the other music that's coming out. I'm not the same kind of artist or human as anybody else. out. I'm just a, I'm just me. And the, and the stuff that I create, I, I, I need people to hear it. And I feel like the, the words on Child of, uh, or Child of God or any of the, the new records I've been making are words that people need to hear. And you as a broadcaster, as a person that like has these millions of ears every day, like to see you choose to play something that's so, you know, left, but also like uplifting. And, you know, we need power. more of that, man. Yeah. We need more of that. You we, know? That's exactly what we need. So, we're going to disrupt this stuff. I'm trying not to cuss because I know that this is, I don't want you to have to edit all through this and stuff. Hey, like, you yeah, you can ahead. do whatever
0: you want. You chance the rapper, my brother. Yeah. And I'm a big yeah, fan. So, it. hey, go
2: ahead. <laughs> ah, fuck. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, no, but, uh, And so that's what I'm doing right now. And so I I think 2022 is going to be remembered as the year of disruption and what I'm what I'm doing and what I'm trying to bring to people that they that they don't have, but they might subconsciously want. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. people want to to know who they are as a child of God or 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 that people uh, across all demographics and ways of life deal with the highs and the lows, like all of these different. Uh, conversations that I've had with these artists that are from all around the world, from, you know, Africa to the islands, to Jamaica, to the UK, all these different black artists had these, you know, had crazy insight on the conversations I was having with them. And then I was like, I'll just be like, okay, we'll paint that, you know, and I'm gonna go make the song. When we come back together, we're gonna make a visual for it that's so beautiful and disruptive that when people check it out, they gotta say, this is what I've been missing. This doesn't look or sound or feel like anything else I'm seeing. And I trust it and I believe it. And, I, and I've been. that's the kind of response I feel like we've been getting. So, yeah, 2022, it's, I almost want to say it's scary, but it's not. It's, uh, it's joyful it's, it's, uh, and it's real. And I, and I love it.
0: Uh, you do so much for the culture, um, especially for your fans and your community. Tell me about uh, a few weeks ago, you surprised kids at a summer camp, man. Tell me about that real quick. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I love seeing stories like that, you know? Uh,
2: thanks, man. No. So I, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. I actually, so I've been running this day camp, my, my nonprofit social works. We run a, a day camp in Chicago. It's actually a mm. uh, two campuses, but one camp um, where uh, kids go do uh vacation Bible school, but in like a newer, cooler way. So uh, it's about a hundred kids at each campus and they come in and do uh you know, they have like a, a class, I forget what it's called. I don't know what well, I'm tripping right now. My daughter goes to the camp, one of them. And, uh, oh, nice. but they do, yeah, they do like vacation Bible school and study and stuff, but then they also do sports and dance and entrepreneurship classes and crazy field trips. And it's, it's the camp that I grew up going to. So it started at my church when I was a kid. And then when I got a little bit older, we started, uh, funding it after they lost funding from the Chicago park districts and, and kind of like, reinvigorated the spirit at our church and then at the other churches that we started uh putting the camps at and so the last two years we've been out of uh out, we, we've been doing it remote we couldn't do in-person uh camp anymore and so this was our first year back and they always do their uh their uh the sign up thing whatever it's called they they do like their uh, orientation at this water park and so i decided to pull up you know what i'm saying like uh, and, and my daughter's going to camp there so like i surprised her and brought her up there and They signed up for class and had a great time. Yeah, it was A one
0: Amazing. That's got to be one hell of a show and tell day for your (laughs) daughter right there. You know? (laughs) I love that. I love that. Um, You know, how important is it for Chance the Rapper to be there for the youth?
2: Uh, That's my whole goal. That's, like, my whole theory and part of what I was talking about with this disruption. It's, like, a part of this larger heist. Like, we're trying to free the artists from this you know the commodification that comes along with working in this industry like whether you're a visual artist or a rapper at some point you get commodified and become like a product and something that people can exploit and i'm trying to free the artist from that so that i could free their art and then the the main goal is to free the youth because i'm not i'm not as uh, worried about the adults i know that we're all kids at heart and we all like you know what i'm saying like, need help but my goal is that if i can make transformative you know impacts on these kids lives now it'll stay with them in the future and that's how we get to a better you know better world like we we can try and reteach adults and try and create spaces for them and that's that that is part of what we do but like it's mainly about teaching these kids when i was a kid i went to this to this after school program called U media that a lot of like the chicago rappers that we know today, Saba, Nick Jenkins, Lucky X, uh, No Name, Vic Mensa, like everybody, a lot of us went to this after-school program. It was like an arts program where they had an open mic and we used to come and, you know, rap and do poetry. Some of my people that do comedy now used to do stand-up back then. But we were kids, we were all like 14 or 15 years old. And there was an older dude there named Brother Mike Hawkins. He actually passed away a few years back. Um, but he was a mentor that I would say like 50% of the acts at my age that came out of Chicago. And he was just, like, a deep, you know what I'm saying, very educated, very wise, very uh, militant black dude that, like, you know, kind of just got us right, got us straight, and wanted to see us get better at our craft and treated us like adults that were working in the craft already rather than, like, kids that were looking to it. So I know that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I know that because of him even just being around for me and other, uh, the, the other kids that I knew that I was growing up with, radically changed our lives and, cre- and created a career space for us and created, um, you know, capital for us to do what we need to do for our families and for our community. So, like, I would say every single person, actually, that came up from under him, now, on top of being an artist, I'll do work for the youth. And so I think the plan is we get yeah. these kids, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and uh, give them the help and the yeah. resources that they need, and then it'll just, like, carry on a snowball effect till we all, right?
0: I love that. I love that. Um, you're a Chicago native. I mean, you're a Chicago as it gets, man. Every time I think about Chicago, I'm like, yo, you got the 96 Bulls, you got Michael Jordan, you, know, you got Kanye West, and you got Chance the Rapper. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yo, this is uh, this is in your blood, man, you know? And, and I love how you really represent the community more than anything, man. That's a big, a big re- reason why I'm such a big fan, you know? Um, I would say maybe a few days ago you know, a senseless tragedy happened in uh, in a suburb of Chicago. I want to say Highland yeah. Park. How far would you be yeah. from there, you know, right now? like Maybe, like, you know, I don't know, like a couple At miles. At this moment, or like I'm,
2: I'm, I'm downtown Chicago. Yeah. But I, actually, I actually live, like, not that far from Highland Park, too. I have a, a house like, uh, or a studio space out in the suburbs mm-hmm. that's literally a six-minute drive from Highland Park. And I was landing, oh. going to meet my family when the news broke about it. And there's not many words that I have for her. other than that. It was, you know, obviously an evil monstrous act. And I don't know how, you know, this this man was able to like, you know, create content and music videos and stuff for, for uh, you know, the past year or so, you know, speaking so negatively and, and kind of like making threats towards his own life for her and others and not be monitored like that. But uh, yeah. I mean, it's just it doesn't make sense. I'm still like I, I it's I'm still really in shock about it. Cause you hear about mass shootings yeah. so often, but what are the chances that you're actually near to or from like a place that it happens? I at? mean, this so, one had
0: to hit home. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. they all do, really.
2: To be honest, no, yeah, they know? no, they all do. And, but it's it's a it's you just keep thinking like it feels like things just keep getting closer and closer. You know what I'm saying? You see it happen in one place and you're like oh shit that happened at a club that's crazy but then you see it happen at a church and then you see it happen at the grocery store and then you see it happen at the parade and then you see it happening at more and more schools every month and you realize that you know it's it's getting closer and closer in proximity to you and it's a it's a real american problem you know what i'm saying like America has had a history of problems, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And a lot of times they don't, we don't tend to like look at it from a space of like this reflecting us and more so like a reflection of like a otherized government or otherized governance. But in reality, like we the people are the ones that have the, that, that pressure and create the change that like can save lives and stuff. So I, I appreciate all the people that have been Uh, you know, protesting or advocating or working towards getting laws that protect people from these kind of tragedies. And, you know, but even with that, like it's so hard to immediately like politicize how to prevent stuff like that from happening when it just happened to, to people, to people that are, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-hmm. I feel like anything that happens in the, in the country, like, especially when it's tied to like these mass shootings that keep happening, it's like we immediately, you know, try and solve for the problem, which is smart and makes sense, but it also kind of sometimes lacks the humanity to recognize that like, you know, that's like, might be the furthest thing from somebody's mind who just lost their mother or their father or their, their, you know, their child or or, or whoever's affected by the tragedy. So it's just something um, crazy to me. It's a, it's really like hard for me to even wrap my mind around. It's very evil and monstrous for sure.
0: So how do we make our community safer?
2: For my community, we need connection. We need uh, the ability to be in connectivity, to understand each other, to, to converse with each other, and to be able to have respect for life for each other. Um, there's a, there's a old, there's an old saying or a, a word. I I can't give you the direct translation, but I don't know if you heard the term Ubuntu. It it means I am because we are. And, and that's like, that's like one of the biggest things that I've been trying to like inject into all my friendships, all my relationships, all the people that I come in contact with, even as strangers, my community specifically has been, you know, ravaged, subjugated, exploited, uh, commodified, by American and westernized racism and, and, and colonialism and, and and my people globally have been subjugated and commodified and violated by by capitalism and racism and so I think for me when I think about my community and I think about the the troubles that we're facing, I do believe that a lot of them could be uh, subverted by just n- knowing each other and knowing that we are one, one community, like you said. Having community is the best way to save my community.
0: Uh, speaking of community, man, tell me about your, uh, your recent Juneteenth celebration Woo! in Chicago.
2: That Juneteenth fall, Woo! That fire, Fire Fire. Come on, man. No, insane, yeah. Uh, you know, 15,000 people. 15,000 people? Yeah. Without wow. incident. Without incident. Without any trouble, without any fights, without anybody getting hurt or passing out or nothing, we, it was a Being blessed in a day. community, being in community—that's that's what. So that's that's, what I'm that's trying the number create. one thing. That's what I'm creating with this album. That's what I'm creating with these events that I'm doing. That's what I'm creating with the conversations I'm having with artists around the world. Like I'm, I'm giving. I'm trying to create spaces for us to speak privately and to speak in love and in truth and 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 like you said, create community. So we we did the same event this Juneteenth event last year and my homie, Vic Mensa organized the whole thing. It was presented by save money, but Vic did all the legwork and we, and we've been talking about it since last year. I think last year we had maybe about 5,000 people come. And ever since that wow, day five
0: to 15, that's a big jump right there, man. No, it's, it's, insane. That's it's insane from the organization wow.
2: that came from me and Vic being tighter and being in community and being able to like say, how do we grow this and how do we create more spaces? So like right after that grocery store, um, that the incident that happened in Buffalo, where uh, the the white supremacist came in and and, and killed these elderly folks, uh, you know, without uh, discrimination, he just went out and killed all these people. Um, I started being in more and more conversation with different black folks about how we react as one, as opposed to like a million voices like, and and I, and what we came to the conclusion was is that we just need our own spaces. We need safe spaces, and so the Juneteenth event ended up being just that. A lot of connections made, a lot of conversations had, a lot of history taught, and and a demonstration and a demonstration of, of of what you know community could look like. I'm sorry, give me one second. I'm coming right back. I got my daughters with me. In oh set.
0: no, it's all good, man. It's all good.
1: Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. Hey, sorry
2: about that.
0: Nah, 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 don't apologize. Never apologize, man. You're being a dad, bro. Like,
2: it's, yeah, it's amazing, bro. It's amazing. That, that, that's life. It's it's crazy. I'm, I'm I'm lucky. Like, my both my daughters got sick at the same time. My oldest daughter is with uh, with her nanny right now, and I'm I'm about to have to go leave and go take her to to a doctor's appointment in about an hour. But it's crazy when you got two kids sick at the same time because they Ooh. both need so much. You know,
0: it's a lot of work. Uh, oh, we were talking about the Juneteenth celebration. Um, I don't know exactly where you left off at.
2: Yeah. No, I was just saying it's a, uh community uh, is something that we, my, my, my people uh, benefit greatly from and come from. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we come from community. We come from having elders, having respect for our children, having, you know, uh, deep, you know, connection with each other and by design of the United States and the way that we've been socialized, like we get further and further from that. But that's, that's, that's where our strength lies as being, it, it, it's in being connected and not, and, and it starts here, it starts on the ground in Chicago. Like I can't tell you probably how many people saw people they hadn't seen in years I hadn't talked to in so long. And we're, and we're basically, you know, put in position to, to reconnect, but uh, it starts in Chicago. Once we get Chicago fully connected up, we're uh we're going to we're going to cr- bring the whole world together in blackness and in love.
0: Tell me about your uh your trip to Ghana that's coming up.
2: Yeah. Now we're going to Accra, uh Accra, Ghana, which is in West Africa tomorrow or in 2 days. Tomorrow? Oh wow. Yeah, it's, no, it's in 2 days. I was wrong. I got a show okay. first, but I uh yeah, I, I was just saying. I went to Ghana with with my brother Vic Mensa at the top of the year. It was my first time going to Ghana. Made some lifelong friends. Uh, got some information and teachings that changed my entire understanding of this life and who I am and and what we are as as a people. And uh, and and yeah. Now we're and now we're going back because we have a big announcement that we're going to actually make uh, in Ghana at the end. Of- I can't tell you just yet, but we're going to be out there um, working with some brands, uh, taking some cool meetings and kind of just like, and reconnect. And reconnecting. I think above even all of that, like anything that's, that's related to uh, community is important to bring up. I'm bringing uh, like, I think nine of my friends with me. Oh, wow. It's uh, about like 20 of us in total that are all going out there, but I do foresee you know, Ghana being what it is called, it's called the Gateway to Africa. It's the it's the it's one of, it's the country that was founded on um, uh, neo Pan Africanism and and basically connection with the diaspora. So allowing people that are black from all over the world to know that they have a home, even if it's just like an ethereal home or, or a relationship based home. Mm-hmm uh in on on the continent and through Ghana. And so we're going back in a couple of days, a bunch of my friends just to like go and, and live life and 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 be in one of the most beautiful cities in the world. And and I and I do foresee some more art coming out of it for sure.
0: Uh let's get back to some music, highs and lows, the new highs single with Joey Badass. Yes sir. you know there's a uh, there's a big breath of fresh air people that if you haven't heard it, this is some real hip hop. Real <laughs> yes. good hip hop, and uh, you yet. know I'm I'm not dissing anybody out there that's putting out records or anything, you know. But it's it's good to hear something along these lines, man. That that really speaks to my soul. That really speaks to even like you know my love for hip hop as a DJ. Yeah. You know, um, tell me about that record and how it came together.
2: Yeah, no, that record is is my, it might be my favorite record I've ever made. Uh,
0: wow, favorite. really.
2: Not by far it's probably the one it's, it's it's definitely like top five greatest songs that i've ever made but also the how good they are don't it doesn't always like you know uh relate to my relationship to it as like where i rank it you know what i mean um mm-hmm. uh, but it, it is just like it's filled with with truth you know what i'm saying i'm really speaking on my life on my relationship with with my significant other with on my relationship with my community on my relationship with myself and it was recorded in Atlanta. I went out to Atlanta for a like a a, a conference type thing with Revolt, and I seen Joey, who uh, that is like one of my like I have a, I have few friends that I say like that are my real real friends that are in the industry, and Joey Badass is one of them. We dropped the, the same year, both of us celebrated the ten year anniversaries of our of our first projects. 10 same day class nighttime. right there, pretty much. Same right the same class. Same, same class, know class like, right there. Same, same class. class, <laughs> class you
1: know no, but that's
2: my that's that's my dog. And uh we know going to the studio, just went through some beats, freestyle for probably two hours, just like in the in the control room kicking it. And then we got to the highs and the lows. We were on that song for so long, we were like, we should just get pen and paper and make this a make this a thing. And so uh we finished the record last year, and then, it, like I said, I went to Ghana, and I met Nilo Bianga, the painter who made the first piece for Child of God, and she introduced me to, to a photographer named Yanis de Vig- uh, Gubinga, who's who uh, lives in Toronto, but another Black uh, artist from Central Africa that, that does photography in the coolest way, and we, we just immediately got to work on it together, and uh, shot the video at the Venice Biennale, which is the world's largest, most prestigious art fair, and mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's not a super uh, welcoming uh, space always for black artists. You feel me? Um, and they have gotten better. And this year, actually, the, the two winners of the Golden Lion were two amazing black female um, artists. Uh, but Beautiful. we ended up going out there and kind of just feeling uh, a little bit left out almost. And and but but. In turn, we were picked up and, and shown love by the black artist community that was out there and kind of created our own space. We called ourselves the Black Venice Alliance. So we threw a fat-ass party, invite-only party the last night to celebrate the wins. We got to connect. There was no, like, you know, uh, what you would to call like, status differences in, in between people. It wasn't like there was like... It was a, just the vibe. It was just vibing. It was and just so vibing. You know, energy, there. you know, people fooling yeah. off each other. No, it was a, it was, a, it, was a, it was a real time and I was surrounded by the world's greatest artists. So it was just like a, an opportunity Oh, that energy had to be just impeccable world. right there. Like, yeah. You know, just I mean, you know, involved. you know I'm a you know I'm a filmmaker too. So like Yeah, I, I, nah, I, like, no, like, no, for sure. So when you go to Italy, they say like painters come to Italy and, and and paint in Florence because it has the best natural light in the world. That's what they say. The sunlight uh, so if you notice like the the none of the none of the shots in the video are lit, they're all natural lighting. Um, and just great compositions, not to do my own horn, but great compositions on the shots. And, and we were able to like create this video that really showed what, uh, you know, what it feels like to be black in foreign land and not just the, the lows of it, but also the highs of it and the smiles of it and the, and the interaction there. So it's, to me, it's probably my best piece so far, Wow! but I, I, I'm, I'm happy. That's big. That's big so. coming
0: from you, man. You know what I mean? I because I feel like we're our, like we're our hardest critics, you know so it's like like you know even for me, like oh well, I, I mean, I don't think I can even pinpoint like you know like like what would be like my top three or top five like you know like greatest bodies of work, you know
2: so that, that, yeah. that's
0: big coming from someone as artistic and, and talented as you, you know
2: Yeah, I think like what we do as artists is we try and like one up ourselves in terms of the communication and the impact of our art always and we know how we feel about different songs and so i feel like every once in a while you hear an artist say like yo this is my favorite thing i ever made you know what i mean because it's like you you work on it like you like it you, like your life depends on it. like you're writing it like it's yeah. so important for people to catch the message for people to mm-hmm. to to positively you know interact with it and and then it comes out and it's really like no longer up to you. You got to just watch your, your kid grow up in the world, basically. And so the way <laughs> that, that people, magic. you know what I'm saying? The way that people have reacted to it, though, they love my kid. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, a, it's a, it's a, uh, it was just a great moment of collaboration and connectivity. Like I keep talking about, like it was a great time for black people from all around the world to connect and then, and then I feel like we've kind of like created a time capsule like I think over time once people start noticing oh that's Hank Willis Thompson and Thomas in the video or oh that's Tariku Sheriff like when people when as these artists start to become more and more globally recognized in spaces that aren't accessed as like the fine arts world or stuff but like people real people start to see it they're like oh these these are the people that created art that changed my life you know what I'm saying so very proud of this work. Very proud of of, of the love that has been getting shown. The fact that it's you know what I'm saying. Like we're in a different era, also. Like with yeah. the kind of music that's getting created. Like and, and a lot. Well, that's of what I'm saying. It's like
0: such there. a big like fresh breath of air. Like when when that record hit my my inbox. Shout out Troy Marshall one time.
2: Shout out and, Troy Marshall. Um,
0: yo, I, I I I swear to you, man. I, I listened to it and I and it, 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 like. I'm one of those like, like like I'm a big music snob these days, you know, and a lot of it is yeah. because it comes with my age now, you know like and I've been yeah. doing this for quite some time, so it's like, okay, like all right you know everything just seems like it's a little very microwave and very surface, you know what I'm saying yeah. the things that 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 DJs that are, are are seeing and playing you know today it's just it's just you know what we're getting in mass quantities, but then you get that one gem and that gem <laughs> is highs and lows, and I'm like, yeah. wow. Like this, this one, like, you know, and and I'm big on message. I'm big on positivity. I'm big on community. I'm big on, on having that message resonate. And I feel like, you know, your music, like, yo, we need more of that, man. We need more Chance the Rapper, bro. We need more of this positivity out there. We need more, more communities to be built off that vibe. You know what I mean, and, and and I'm gonna roll into this next question, which is like, yo, do you have like an album
2: coming out? Is there a tour or something like that? I'm working man? on, the, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm working on this project, and yeah, I'm working on. Uh, I will be be touring soon. I I'm, I can't say the release for the ticket states, but I I can say that I've taken time to myself to to create the picture that I wanted to to give to people, the aesthetic, mm-hmm. the visual language. I spent time just figuring out exactly how I want people to see my. Just video versions of me, you know what I'm saying, and 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 it's been very fruitful. Like I'm very very happy with the direction that the project's going in, with the new music that we've been making, the collaborators that have spent time with me, and I think like I think yeah, it's what I'm what I'm making is is probably some of the best art that come out in the past like thirty to fifty years, and it's and it's it's not me you know, hyping myself up or being gassed or cocky or anything like that. It's because of the collaboration mainly. It's because of all the people that I've been able to be in relationship with making this shit that made it so hard. You know what I'm saying? And I I uh but also for myself, I am uh I'm the rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like I I I'm not I'm not a rapper. I'm not that rapper i'm i'm the only one that does the. it the way that i do it you know what i'm saying and and I, and this is the real way to do it and so you know to to be at a level where i could you know write out every word that i'm saying on screen and it still hit it's like the proof is in the pudding like i'm about to show everybody how to rap about to show everybody how to make music that touches your soul and i'm about to teach everybody how to be in community with each other and so I I'm, I haven't been calling it an album. I've been calling it a project because that's how I'm working on it. The, the songs themselves are like albums. Each yeah. song is is wow. is such dense art that I need to layer it out between painting, video, and songs so that it can so that it can come across. And uh and yeah, like when it comes to the show, like I just I, my live show is just different. I'm a disruptor, and so I'm I'm uh. I think the thing that I'm most excited about and the thing that makes me, gives me the most comfort is that all those people that were with me since day one, since 10 day, all these people have been popping up in my comments and in, in my DMs and, and popping up on the street, just letting me know like, yo child, of guy was exactly what I needed or yo the highs and the lows was exactly what I needed. or The bar about a bar is like what hip hop needs. Like people coming to me and saying, I, I, rem- I remember how you made me feel the first time and now this is even crazier. And a lot of those people, like, I'm going to see you at the show. And and I'm going to put on the show that no one else can put on, the Chance the Rapper Show.
0: Uh, before we're out of here, um, you know, I, I like to look at you, and I'm sure everyone else, like, you know, sees you the same way, as one of the more and most positive and inspiring figures of hip-hop today. You <laughs> Thank know, you. Man. Um what is something that you can leave somebody who's watching this interview right now that might be, you know, going through a tough time that that things are going to be all right? What's some words of encouragement, wisdom, you know, affirmations, you know, anything like yeah. that? You know, something that can that we can leave people on on, on a high note with like, you know what? Things are going to be all right.
2: Um, I think uh, I'm a I'm a quote one of one of the best people that I know, like literally no joke, one of like the kindest people I know, one of the, you know, smartest people I know, somebody that built a lot of community um, and is basically being harassed by the state right now. Shout out to my, to my homie, Jeff Young Thug. Love from, from everybody, like literally everybody in the world is, is, is waiting your, your fair trial and your, and your opportunity to get back home and see your kids and be the father that you've always been. But Young Thug had a saying that he said one time, he said, uh, he, said if you, he said if you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. If you're tired of starting over, quit giving up. Because wow. a lot of us find ourselves in positions where we feel like we're overwhelmed with all these different tasks and it seems like a new one keeps coming. New problems keep surfacing. And the truth is, we just got to see these things through. We got to execute. And though it may be tough, though it may seem like impossible, I'm sure you can remember a lot of times in the past where you felt like you didn't know how you were going to survive. And now you, 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 you can't even think of it as a problem now because it's so far behind you. And that's how all these things are. They're just another day. And you've seen a lot of days and you made it back to your bed every night. So just if you're tired of starting over, quit giving up.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, free thug, uh. Chance the rapper. Absolutely. What you got planned this weekend? You know it's National Tequila Day on Sunday.
1: I had enough. I had enough. Did 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 my fair share in Mexico. No, there will be no tequila consumption for me. I'm taking a sabbatical. Like that. <laughs> no, I've done You know me. I'm not a big drinker anyway. Um, but yeah, not. I, I won't be drinking. But yeah, I'm. I'm gonna fly home to the Bay Area. Um, I'm actually gonna go. I'm actually gonna go have a uh, lunch with Vaughn and Lex on Sunday. We're gonna hit up Horn Barbecue. If y'all know about Horn Barbecue, I mean, I really shouldn't even be talking about it because it's just gonna get more crazy than it already is. But it's such a fucking amazing place, and and Matt, the pitmaster slash owner, is an amazing fucking super cool guy. Who came up from Oakland? Actually, I need to. Re- I need to reach out to him. I would love to have him on the podcast because this it. dude, I've ate, I, I Listen, I've eaten barbecue all around the country in some of the most uh, well recognized places for barbecue. What Matt Horn is doing at Horn Barbecue in Oakland is not just good barbecue for Oakland. It's good fucking barbecue period he could compete up against the best in the fucking world what dude is wow. doing over there is absolutely that's a big amazing. Word that's coming from you bro I'm telling you, you know I'm a foodie bro you know like I said i've yeah. done I've done the research I've done the legwork I've gone out there and I've ate the fucking food and I'm telling you horn barbecue in Oakland is hands down not even close the best barbecue you're probably gonna eat anywhere and I, like I said I've had it in Texas I've had it in uh I've had it in Tennessee. I've had it in all the places that are known for barbecue. Matt Horn at Horn Barbecue. Big shout out to you. You know I fuck with you, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna be over there on Sunday. I'm really just flying to the Bay Area to go to go have Horn Barbecue. If we're being completely honest, I'm gonna that, go that, see.
0: That's your that's your mantra on everything <laughs> that, that we talk that about. Has, Y'all, I'm has. really only gonna go to Mexico just to eat. Y'all, I'm really only gonna go to the 49er hey, game just to eat. Hey,
1: hey, man, I'm a foodie. You know what I mean? Like if you can plan <laughs> events around food, it makes you just be more a more happy, positive person. But yeah, obviously, I'm gonna go hang out with my mom and and go see my gramps and uh, my nephew. And all that stuff too, but uh, going to get some fucking barbecue. Period.
0: I, you know, I need to make a trip back home. I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that in uh, in quite some time. I haven't been back to the bay, at least, the shame bay on area, you, shame on the you, the bay you area that I'm from. Like, I haven't been back to Concord, Pittsburgh. I was about anywhere. to say, you've
1: done temple, you've, you've done temple a few times,
0: yeah, but you know what it is, man. I, 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 I get in, I go to the hotel, I sleep for like you know, three, four hours. I mean, there's nothing to eat, and at the same time, I feel like it's like super unsafe to eat in downtown. Like if you're walking by yourself and shit like that.
1: There's um, everything in the city closes at nine o'clock. You're not getting no good food out there.
0: okay yeah, you know, so like,
1: K-Pico, I'll order something,
0: and then I'll go to the club. Like you know, 11 o'clock, do my shift, and come back. And then, I, 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 dude, sometimes I get out early because I can't visit my family, and I don't, I don't feel right when I like. When I'm in San Francisco, I play a show and then I wake up at like two o'clock and I'm like, man, like, I, I, I'm literally out here and I feel like I'm like disconnected mm-hmm. from like everything that means the world to me, which is granted, it's 45, 50 minutes away and in Walnut Creek conquered, and, you know, and whatnot. But right.
1: I haven't been back. And, and, well, you, in, need, in you, n- you need to, all right? You're, you're not I being definitely a good need fucking, to. you're not being a good family member. But yo, next time you do go and you are planning to go to the East Bay, let me know i will fucking fly out there i'll take your ass to horn barbecue and a you can come it? Is on, it the on the podcast the well, Not no it's in Oakland. you said it's right it's right off of, it's right off of west grand like the first exit when you come over the bridge from the city like right where um power terminal and all that shit's at for like all the long stuff but um Yeah, you can go eat it, and then you can come on here and validate everything that I'm saying. I'm telling you, it's fucking incredible. (laughs) Two banana puddings, though. You got to get two banana puddings. Oh, man. now you See, now you're making me eat like an asshole again, man. You eat one there, and then you go eat another one like a few hours later because it's so fucking good. Oh, man. That sounds amazing.
0: All right, well, next week, Wiz Khalifa is going to be on the Mm -hmm. podcast. Really wild conversation, bro. Wild conversation. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. I get, wait till I show you the clips. And I mean, it, it, this conversation went off the rails, but it was it was a good off the rails, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was it was the way that Wiz knows how to get it done. So, yeah. you know, I'm excited for that podcast to come out. That's going to come out next week at some point. Um, I'm no longer going to say Tuesdays because I feel like, you know, we're dropping anytime we can.
1: Like get it when you fucking get it.
0: I get you, we, we, yeah. <laughs> get it when you fucking get it. every time you get a notification that is when the podcast comes out so
1: great segue ira great segue so people the podcast is kind of you know like i said it's very fluid right now in terms of scheduling so if you actually want to know when the new episodes drop make sure you're liking subscribing make sure you're following um all of the socials so you know when all the new episodes and all the new content will be delivered so you can check us out at the hot box underscore pod right Mm-hmm. This is the hotbox underscore pod at DJ E Rock at Box Kev. Um, it's on the radio basement page on YouTube, but you could just literally just search the hot box podcast. Mike Tyson's probably gonna come up first, and then we'll be right underneath that. So um, But you know
0: what though? We 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 might actually have a couple of big announcements towards the podcast. I feel like I feel mm-hmm. well, everything that we've been doing, it's just literally me and Kev. Like, there we have no partners involved. We, we're, we're booking our own guests. we're coming up with our own content. We're editing everything ourselves. like it's literally a two-man show. And I think probably in the next couple of weeks, hopefully in the I'd say two months from now, we're probably gonna have some really like big announcements that we can make because people are starting to take notice of what we're doing. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like, you know, we've always, like, try to maintain, like, no matter what day we come out, we always want to make sure that the content is always good. And I feel like, like, as long as that's intact, like, we're always going to have something great for you guys every single week. So 100
1: percent, 100 percent. So on that note, again, make sure you guys like subscribe, stay tuned. Um, and next week we'll have Wiz Khalifa on there, man. That's big. So check us out.
0: Huge. Let's
1: go.